This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, December 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Unlocking USDA's farmer data. Biden urged to tackle climate for ag and high hopes for Biden's USTR. Big four go down to the wire on a COVID deal. Congressional leaders spent last evening behind closed doors working on a sweeping year-end deal that would include a new coronavirus relief package as well as funding for the federal government for fiscal 2021. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell emerged from the meeting about 10 o'clock last night and said the talks were going well. Quote, we all believe the country needs it, and I think we're getting closer and closer. A water projects authorization bill was also hanging in the outcome of the talks. Study to pull together USDA's massive farmer databases. Researchers at the University of Illinois are launching a landmark study that could have far-reaching implications for crop insurance and conservation programs. The researchers, led by economist Ruth Sherrick, will be combining data from the Risk Management Agency, the Farm Service Agency, and other agencies to assist the impact of conservation practices in 2019, a year that saw historic flooding across the Midwest. Future research could be used to shape crop insurance products and conservation programs. The pilot study will test the ability of USDA and researchers to protect the privacy of farmers' records. Sherrick tells AgriPulse he's confident that the protocols that have been put in place will keep the data private. We'll have more about the study, plus news on some new insurance products for climate-friendly practices in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We'll also tell you how China is starting to buy next year's U.S. soybean crop and what the water projects bill could mean for ag shippers. Former NFU leaders to Biden address climate. Former presidents of the National Farmers Union, going back to 1988, have signed a joint letter calling on President-elect Joe Biden to act quickly on climate policy, including by facilitating more usage of low-carbon biofuels. You have the power to open a new chapter in the battle for a healthy climate, the former leaders write. To do that, we urge you to embrace the opportunities offered by on-farm conservation practices, precision agriculture, and sustainable bioenergy to turbocharge the green revolution in rural America. The former presidents in order of tenure are Leland Swenson between 1988 and 2002, Dave Fredrickson from 2002 to 2006, Tom Bias from 2006 to 2009, Roger Johnson between 2009 and 2020. Optimism for next USTR. Hopes are already high that Biden's pick for U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai will be tough on China as well as push for increased access to foreign markets for the U.S. ag sector. I think she's pretty aggressive in protecting our interests, particularly against China. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley told reporters yesterday, Jaime Castaneda, Senior Vice President for Trade Policy for the U.S. Dairy Export Council, says he's worked with Ty in the past on issues such as the Trans-Pacific Partnership, 
and he hopes that to have that kind of access in the future. He said, quote, I hope that we're going to have a very good relationship, he said. We hope that we can bring our concerns to her. Southeast Asia, a potential growth market for U.S. ethanol. There's a lot of untapped potential for sales of U.S. ethanol around the globe, and Southeast Asia is especially ripe for growth, says Kevin Ross, chairman of the National Corn Growers Association. With air quality issues developing in the region, ethanol will be a key for them. Ross said yesterday during the launch of a report by Farmers for Free Trade, which lays out agricultural priorities for President-elect Biden. Ethanol has a bright future, and not just here in the U.S., but across the globe, he said. We're ready to capitalize on that. Antibiotic sales up in FDA report. They're up, but really, they're down. The Food and Drug Administration reports sales of medically important antimicrobials approved for use in food-producing animals increased 3% between 2018 and 2019. But since the, the peak year of 2015, sales and distribution are down 36%. Since 2010, they're down 25%. FDA emphasized that just because more drugs were bought and distributed, that doesn't mean that they were actually used. Fluctuations in sales volume may occur over time in response to various factors, including changing animal health needs or changes in animal populations, the agency said. Given the large number of products containing medically important antimicrobials that transitioned from over-the-counter use to requiring veterinary oversight in 2017, some rebound in the reported sales volume in subsequent years was not unexpected as affected stakeholders adjusted to the new requirements. Another possible factor not mentioned by FDA, USDA reported red meat production was also up 3% in 2019. Grassley looks to Vilsack to rework marketing rule. Senator Chuck Grassley hopes to work with Tom Vilsack to rewrite USDA's undue preferences rule that was recently finalized. The new rule itself is a rewrite of a rule that Vilsack issued on his way out of office four years ago. I'm going to assume there is maybe a little better environment to take on corporations, not just in agriculture, but across the board in a Democratic administration than Republican administration, Grassley told reporters. Grassley says the rule fails to address abusive industry practices and the specific criteria in the rule insulates packers and poultry companies from proper scrutiny from the government. By the way, in the next Congress, Grassley said he will be asking the next Senate Ag Committee chairman to hold a hearing on the cattle market. Grassley said he plans to have a Judiciary Committee hearing on antitrust enforcement. He will be either chairman or ranking Republican on that panel. Enviro's slam new habitat designation. The Fish and Wildlife Service has issued a new definition of habitat in the Endangered Species Act. Environmental groups claim it will weaken protections for endangered species, environmental groups charging. In the new rule announced yesterday, the FWS says for the purpose of designating critical habitat, the term habitat includes the 
abiotic and biotic setting that currently or periodically contains the resources and conditions necessary to support one or more life processes of a species. Jack Lee of the Environmental Policy Innovation Center says the update makes it less likely that areas unoccupied by endangered species will be designated as critical habitat. FWS said the definition is broad enough to include unoccupied areas, but it also said it excludes areas that might experience changes in the future, according to Lee. That's problematic because one purpose of critical habitat is to help protect areas that a species will need in the future to adapt to climate change and other shifts in its environment. But Senator John Barrasso, chairman of the Environment and Public Works Committee, however, applauded the new definition. He says the new rule will more clearly define habitat and protect species in a more focused way. It will deliver common-sense protections for endangered species and the habitat they depend on. Here's today's They Said It. Contrary to the assumptions too often accepted as conventional wisdom among political elites, rural America is ready to lead the way. That the former National Farmers Union presidents to President-elect Biden urging him to take action on climate policies that could benefit farmers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, December 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.